Welcome to the Alien Beer Podcast. My name is Chrissy Garrison. I'm an independent science fiction and fantasy author, and I will be reading my stories to you. Drag Show was my first story sale back in the fall of 2011. I was, and am, grateful to D.L. Russell for taking a chance on me and my story for his easing, strange, weird, and wonderful, and for including it in the anthology he later published from those stories. Reading it now, I feel differently about it than when I wrote it back then, under a different name. I still like it, but with more complicated feelings. Drag Show I think she's a man, my wife stage whispered in my ear. I glanced around me to see if anyone heard, but over the thumping techno beat, she'd have to shout for her voice to carry it all. I stole a look at the tuxedoed magician who had taken the stage, androgynous certainly, in top hat and tails, but a suggestion of curviness at the bust and hip regions made me disagree. She smirked at me. You're just saying that because this is a drag bar. The queens are all a lot more outrageous. I think she's a she in male drag. I felt a hot wave of excitement as my eyes briefly met those of the magician. They twinkled with amusement. She favored me with a sly wink. Oh, now I really wanted her to be a woman. My body reacted to this, and I had to shift in my seat. The magician's smile widened. Is something wrong? asked my wife. I felt relief as I moved my gaze from the magician's to hers, though the pang of guilt I felt was only a little less uncomfortable. I just got caught checking her out, I admitted. Him, you're checking out a man, dear. She touched my face with her hand, a sweet, impish smile spreading across her face. My face felt hot and my stomach nodded, excitement and embarrassment warring inside me. If that's a man, then I'm Judy Garland, I said, feeling my stomach churn as this only made her smile widen into a grin. I can't believe I'm even here. I think I'm the only straight man in the place. She slipped her hand from my face, taking my hand and pulling it to her lap to be held there. You owed me. I went with you to your office party. Your co-workers talked tech-speak over my head the whole night. Now it's Alicia's birthday, and she decided we all needed to go see a drag show. I didn't want to go alone, so here we are. I looked around the table at the gaggle of women from her office. Alicia perched on her chair on the other side of my wife, laughing and drinking. I thought she looked tall and elegant in her little black dress and pearls. The other women ranged in, in their thirties and forties, also sporting cocktail attire. They wore shiny dangly earrings, jangly bangles around their wrists, and proudly displayed cleavage with deeply plunging necklines on their blouses and dresses. Their vivid makeup reminded me of stage performers. Perhaps, I thought, the women didn't want to be outshined by the girls in the drag show. My wife matched them, like a different person in her short black skirt and a soft, gauzy leopard top. She wore more makeup than I'd ever seen on her. She looked exotic enough that I felt just a little like I was cheating. It felt wicked and good. So, I wasn't really unhappy to be at the show. I just felt a bit singled out, since none of the other women had brought a date. Glancing around the room, I doubted any of the male spectators would be interested in any of my wife's co-workers. A queen slipped from behind the curtain, carrying a microphone. Her nasal, lisping voice boomed over the techno music as she introduced the magician, who called herself Mesmo. The queen wore a tight, 
glittery red dress slid up to her thigh on one side, revealing miles of delicious chocolate-colored leg. The legs ended in impossibly high heels that made me imagine her having to duck to get under the door frames without cracking her head. She gushed the virtues of Mesmo's travels and accomplishments, as well as hinting at sexual conquests, which Mesmo waved off silently with a playful scowl. As she worked the crowd, a spotlight followed her, making the sequence of her dress into a disco ball, the reflected spots of light swarming on the faces of the crowd like fireflies. The queen touched everyone she passed, lethal ruby fingernails trailing along exposed shoulders, necks, cheeks, and... And then our turn came. The queen swooped in, grinning down at us like a demented goddess, flowing and shining in the spotlight. My eyes dazzled. I had a hard time looking directly at her. When her nails trailed along my arm and up under my chin, I froze in place, suddenly too self-conscious to do anything as she inspected me. Her scent was intensely floral, with an undertone that reminded me of rubber cement. When she released me and turned her attention to my wife, I let out a breath I didn't realize I'd been holding. Irrational jealousy ignited as I saw that the queen made my wife's eyes go wide, her face flush. Those dangerous nails ran through her hair and tickled the nape of her neck, and my wife closed her eyes and shivered. The queen said, Mesmo requires a volunteer. Will you go, sugar? Please say yes, but keep in mind, it may be the last decision you make on your own. So great are Mesmo's powers. The women at our table giggled and shouted encouragement. My wife could only stare at the queen, stunned and unable to speak. The queen squealed and slid her fingernails from my wife's hair and made a grand sweeping gesture to take in the whole crowd. Come on, folks, should she do it? The crowd joined her co-workers in shouting encouragement, whistling and cheering her on. I heard one or two call out, Pick me! But the queen ignored them. Well, honey, cat got your tongue? Let's make it easy. Just nod if you want to volunteer with our magnificent Mesmo. My wife glanced once at me, her eyes wild, then looked back at the queen with a single quick nod. She bit her lip and didn't look back at me. Her hand let go of mine and was gone before I could react. She'll do it, cried the queen, as she captured my wife's hand and swept her to her feet and up onto the stage. The crowd cheered, and I found myself being patted and grinned at by the ladies at the table. Don't worry, said Alicia. If she clucks like a chicken afterward, at least you'll have fresh eggs every day. Her leering, drunken smile and the cool touch of her fingers on my arm did nothing to reassure me. I tried to ignore the women and looked up back up to the stage. Mesmo stood nearby as my wife was seated on a bar stool. The cool, confident magician stood at eye level with her. She inspected my wife critically and asked, How do you do it? As she spoke softly into her mic, the crowd hushed, all ears straining to hear. My wife looked at her, confused. Do what? How do you walk around like that with a rabbit in your bra? Mesmo flashed that sly little smile again and reached toward my wife's cleavage and produced a small white rabbit. The crowd cheered and laughed, and I was touched on several sides by my wife's co-workers. My wife flushed as her eyes met Mesmo's. I wondered if she felt as I had when I'd looked into those eyes. I felt a sharp, jealous knife stab into my stomach. Only, I couldn't decide whether it was because Mesmo was thrilling my wife or because Mesmo looked at her and not me. 
Mesmo smirked as she broke the eye contact and handed the rabbit to the queen. She looked back at my wife, pinning her with those eyes again. That's got to be more uncomfortable, but not comfortable enough. Let's slip you into something softer, shall we? Mesmo swept her cape into a cocoon around my wife and held that pose for just an instant, lips pursed in concentration. When she reappeared, my wife was wearing a lacy camisole and matching peach slip. I didn't think I'd ever seen either of those on her before. The thin, sheer material made my wife's excitement very obvious to everyone watching. She might as well be sitting up there naked. Anger boiled in me as the ladies at my table laughed and whistled. I stood up and marched on onto the stage before I realized what I was doing. I took my wife's hand and started to pull her away. She brushed off my hand without even looking at me. Her eyes were only for the magician. I pleaded with her, keeping my voice low. This is too much. Let's go. The crowd booed me, except for some guy who shouted, Make him take it off, too. I could feel dozens of people watching me, but that was nothing compared to the intensity of Mesmo's cool eyes. I ached to meet her gaze, but was afraid I'd lose my will to take my wife away from this place. I looked at the queen instead, twitching and clicking her nails like the claws of a nervous hermit crab. Sir, please allow me to apologize for any embarrassment. It's just a show. No harm was intended. Please let me shake your hand before you return to your seats. Her voice, I realized, was also quite androgynous. I was suddenly caught in doubt as to whether I was right. Maybe this really was a man. But if so, I couldn't understand my strong attraction to this little magician. I saw Mesmo extend a hand to me. Everyone was watching. My wife was still watching Mesmo and seemed unaware of my presence. I knew that if I took that hand, I'd have to look at the magician's face, that lovely soft face that something in me yearned for, hoping she was female under those clothes. Then, to my surprise, I realized I might not care either way. But if I rejected the handshake, I'd come off as a jerk. My cheeks burned with embarrassment. I knew what an ass I must look like already for interrupting the show. Mesmo's gracious gesture offered a way for me to save face. I took a deep breath and calmed my anger as best I could. I took Mesmo's hand and relented, allowing myself to fall into those eyes once again. I searched, needing to know if I touched a woman or a man. My vision narrowed to a tunnel, the raucous noise around me muted to a distant murmur. The small hand of Mesmo touched mine, and my world narrowed to those cool, amused eyes. A delightful, wicked smile touched the magician's lips, and my strength drained from me. I felt that it was a proprietary smile, touched with the subtlest shine of lip gloss I could see now. I wanted to know what kissing those lips felt like. Yes, I wanted that more than, why had I come up here? Your wife may return to her seat, but I require you to replace her, said Mesmo, without any trace of question in her voice. My wife choked back a sob, but did as she was told, and rejoined her friends, still barefoot in just a slip and camisole. I watched her go, the stool still warm from her bottom as I sat. "'You feel out of place here, don't you, dear?' said Mesmo gently. I hesitated but nodded slowly. "'Well,' she continued, "'let's do something about that. Maybe you like girls better?' I was confused and didn't answer, but Mesmo pulled me back to my feet. The queen produced a hoop from behind the curtain and handed it to Mesmo. She let go of my hand and placed her top hat on my head with a smile and a kiss on my cheek. 
Mesmo had short, spiky black hair. She held the hoop over her head and dropped it. There turned out to be two hoops, connected by a gauzy iridescent cloth, barely thicker than a soap bubble. One hoop hit the floor with a bang, and a tube of shimmering cloth surrounded Mesmo. The queen clapped once, twice, and three times. The upper hoop dropped, revealing Mesmo in a dazzling white evening gown that swept the floor with a neckline that seemed to plunge almost as far. Her lips now made me think of candy apples. I hungered for a taste. A very female Mesmo now stood before me. Relief and lust flooded through me, but I wanted her. I tried to move to touch her, but found that I could not. Maybe her top hat held me there, or maybe the smoky, dangerous look she gave me from under her lashes did. The crowd cheered and screamed and whistled. Mesmo might have flashed a brief, faint smile and paced in a small circle around the hoops on the floor so everyone could see all sides of her. One of the women at my wife's table called out, Oh yeah, baby got back! When she faced me once more, Mesmo touched my chin with one finger, holding my gaze again. My insides were on fire, my brain unable to think. Is this better, love? I nodded. Your turn, if you're ready. What did she mean? Ask your wife if you want to, said Mesmo, breaking our gaze to look away. I followed her look and saw my wife's table. My wife sat hugging herself in her thin garments, yearning clear upon her face. She ignored her co-workers, who were now laughing and talking and cheering me on. My wife wouldn't look at me. She still stared with longing at Mesmo. The fires in me burned brighter, fueled by jealous anger. I looked back at Mesmo in profile this time. The little magician had hard lines as well as soft curves. The spell was broken for just a moment. I knew that if I tried, I could walk away right now. Sure, I'd be a jerk, and I'd have to have a shouting match with my wife all the way home, but I'd do so as my own decision. I took a breath and hesitated, just a few pounding heartbeats, and then Mesmo looked back at me. The moment passed. I'd waited too long. I didn't want to go now. All I wanted to do was to please her. Without asking a second time, Mesmo held the hoops over my head. She let go of one hoop, and I was surrounded by the dazzling light of spotlights on the gauzy cloth. I felt different somehow, my clothing looser in some places, tighter in others. I was off balance as though my center had moved. The queen clapped out three beats. The other hoop dropped with a clatter, and all eyes were on me. There was a silence, then applause. I looked down at myself. I was wearing the tuxedo Mesmo had arrived in, except except I didn't seem to be shaped right. My shirt was tight around my chest, and something stretched tight between my shoulder blades. My pants felt loose, my underwear snug but not tight. My feet were wrong, the toes of my shoes pointed downward as I stood. Mesmo held out a hand. Now we look appropriate, don't we? You in a tux, me in an evening gown? We're fabulous together, she said, slipping an arm around my waist and smiling up at me. She looked out at the crowd, and I found myself following her lead. Don't we, folks? There were cheers and laughter. The place was alive with movement and noise, except my wife, who sat perfectly still and silent, her sad eyes still fixed on the gorgeous magician by my side. Alicia shouted from next to my wife, Now make his clothes disappear! The other girls laughed uproariously at the suggestion. My wife didn't react at all. Mesmo turned to face her with a light touch on my arm. 
She wet her lips with the tip of her tongue and smiled a secret little smile. One last trick, she said. We've come too far to stop here. I tried to think of leaving, but I knew Mesmo was right. It was too late. I wasn't who I was when I came in here, and there was no way but out but forward. I nodded to her. She smiled again and raised the hoops over both our heads. The material surrounded us, a tube of light that confused my view. She embraced me so tight, I swear our bodies almost merged together. Hot candy apple lips found mine, and she devoured me with kisses. Her tongue danced and played, an unspoken question came with it. In that moment, I chose submission, whatever she wanted, because I never wanted that kiss to end. The crowd joined the queen in clapping, one, two, three. The world came back to us. We still stood locked in that embrace, our lips still touching. Then my heart broke as she took a step away. No, he took a step away. This was Mesmo, but a very male Mesmo, wearing the khaki pants and dark blue shirt I'd come in here wearing. He smiled at me, those same eyes still bewitching. I was still breathless from that kiss. He turned away, taking a bow and stepping up off the stage. The crowd exploded with applause. He crossed over to my wife's table, where the women howled with delight as he offered a hand to my wife and lifted her to her feet. Her mouth hung open as he handed her clothes back to her. She dressed for him in front of everyone, pink coloring her cheeks. I just stood there, unable to do anything but watch. Then I noticed that the crowd was hooting and pointing at me, whistling even. I felt cool air on my chest and raised a hand to touch. Had Mesmo left me standing naked up here? No. My hand touched skin, but also buttery soft cloth in folds, clinging to my breasts. I looked down at myself. I saw and felt Mesmo's gown clothing me now, gently caressing my body like a new lover. The breasts, my breasts, felt heavy and real. My slender new fingers had candy apple red nail polish on them, matching my lips, I was sure. More than just the wet trace of the magician's kiss clung to my lips. Mesmo took my wife's arm, and the two of them walked to the door, their backs to me. My wife glanced back once, but her eyes swept past me without recognition. Mesmo turned just once to blow a final kiss to the audience, and they left together. I tried to run after them, but landed in a heap on the stage when I discovered I wore very precarious stiletto heels. The top hat fell off my head, releasing sleek blonde hair that fell across my eyes. I burst into tears and struggled to take off the shoes so I could chase after them. A strong but gentle arm slipped around my shoulders, and I looked up to see the glittery, dark, sweet, sympathetic face of the queen. She hugged my face to her bosom and whispered, It'll be okay, honey. We take care of our own here. Thank you for listening to the Alien Beer Podcast. If you like my stories, please visit my website, sillyhatbooks.com. I publish as E. Chris Garrison, and my books may be found in paperback, ebook, and audiobook format on Amazon.com and other places. The theme music for Alien Beer Podcast is Phantom from Space by Kevin McLeod. I very much enjoy feedback on this podcast and on my stories, so please leave comments on my website, visit me at, at EC Garrison on Twitter, E. Chris Garrison on Facebook, or drop me an email at ecg at sillyhatbooks.com.
Hi, I'm John Baldisberger, host of Madness Heart Radio. Join me each week as I discuss writing, living, life, and horror with some of the coolest people in the industry. Talk to writers, directors, actors, and really anyone at all that's involved in scaring people's pants off. Can't wait for you to join us, but until then, stay safe, but stay scared. This has been a presentation of the Project Entertainment Network.